The SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and as always, I have my co-host with me, Ryan Gilbert. Ryan, how you doing? Doing pretty good here. We got a free agency underway. Usually stuff doesn't happen uh, too soon, so we got, got plenty of time to talk about these uh, free agents here. I'm, I'm excited to talk about a few of these pitchers here. There's a few aces on the market. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to, too, because there's some pretty damn big names on the market like i mean they got judge on the hitter side that sort of thing but there's like a who's who of people in terms of starting pitchers who are available i guess as as of right now yeah i mean we have Degrom leading it off i mean verlander just won a world series kershaw's great Carlos rodan was one of the prize possessions at the uh, trade deadline so there's there's a bunch of guys here who you know what they, there may not be too much movement with them but they're out there and and you know if a team comes calling with with a lot of money maybe they'll they'll uh end up switching switching teams yeah i i don't see Degrom or verlander really going anywhere else besides where they've been i think Verlander's too old to want to like he's gonna have to pack up, move to a different city, start all over. Like he's what forty three. You start all over with a whole new team when you're forty three years old, especially a team that just won the World Series. I think he kind of just stays his dominant self in Houston, and I I think Degrom stays with the Mets. I know I've seen rumors out there that uh, there's been some interest from the Rangers. I I don't know how well he would do out there in Texas. They do have a pretty powerful lineup, but he's he's one of those guys. He's been with the Mets for so long. When he's healthy, he's been generationally good. I I don't think I can see him going out to Texas. I think he goes back to to uh, the Mets. Yeah, I think it's good to group uh, these two guys together. The 2019 Cy Young Award winners, uh, Verlander in the AL, DeGrom in the NL, of course. Start, starting with DeGrom here, I, I think the Mets probably are the leading candidate just to bring him back. But I don't know if they'll go over that $40 million mark that he's rumored to be looking for or what he, what they think he'll be able to get. And his injury history, I think the Mets have maybe been been screwed by that one too many times where they're just looking to – move on from him and it does look like the rangers are really wanting to add a, a big name here and Degrom is the biggest out there i mean um i'm reading here bruce bochi has a history of getting the most out of his pitchers uh, from deadspin there um he's interested in signing with the rangers according to john Heyman. so i think if the rangers are willing to give him like a 40 million multi-year deal. I know I said on the hitter podcast, we don't talk about money here because baseball money's fake, but you know, these players think about that. And, and DeGrom, he's also been linked to the Braves. That would be like really interesting oh. to see him go from the Mets to the Braves and just 
do completely turn heel there against the Mets. But yeah, any team that signs the ground, I think is signing. It's, it's interesting giving his, his, uh, his just injury history where he pitched what 60 innings this year and 90 the year before or, or something around there. And like, you yeah. want to see a pitcher pitch that combined plus, over the over a course of a season, yeah. Over the past three seasons, he's pitched a hundred and that doesn't include all three. Uh, two hundred twenty-four. Verlander this season pitched one seventy-five. In twenty nineteen, he pitched two hundred twenty-three, which is almost the exact that um, Degrom pitched over the last three years. Even though one of those years was shortened. But yeah, Degrom. I think the Rangers are going to need. I think if they get Degrom, they'll get Degrom and another like lesser starting pitcher like a, a three or a four to kind of get that ace and the three or four innings eater to bolster their staff because i don't think they really i can't think off the top of my head who they have martin perez is, is one of their best pitchers he's a free agent as well uh, yeah so i mean they're even more reason for them to go out and signing somebody like Degrom, but he's also 34 years old like he's not young anymore we talk about verlander he's obviously could be 40 he's he's doesn't really count too much but He's going to be up there. And, yeah, I, I think Verlander, he's been with Detroit or Houston his his whole career. I, I don't think at this point he would sign a deal anywhere else, even though it would be kind of fun to see him you know, sign a one-year deal with, like, with the Yankees or possibly with, like, the Dodgers if the Dodgers lose Kershaw. But I think ultimately Verlander, will, uh, uh, although he declined his uh, $25 million option, I could see him signing back for, like, 30 35 just getting – you know, he won the World Series, maybe trying to go uh, back to back with them, especially how he performed in game one of that series. Yeah, I mean, Sport Track has his market value at $45 million. It actually has DeGrom at $45 million as well, which is crazy. I wonder if that's why he declined the $25 million player option. He just wants that one last year, like, pay me my, pay me my money. $45 million <laughs> is a shitload of money. But yeah, I mean, DeGrom. Verlander, Verlander is, I said it before and I'll say it again, he's the Tom Brady of baseball. He somehow gets older and gets better at the same time. And I don't understand how that's happening because everything in my entire life from watching sports has told me that the opposite is supposed to happen. But he just keeps getting better. And I just come off a World Series win, his first career World Series win as a starting pitcher. Like, I... I don't think he goes anywhere. And Degrom, Degrom is 34. I've, I'm torn how I feel. Like he's 34, but could you say he has a younger arm since he hasn't pitched as much these last few years? Like a younger mm. arm than the normal 34 year old? Possibly, possibly, but like that's also just could be he throws the fuck out of the ball every time. He throws 100 <laughs> miles an hour. Like if he calmed down a little bit and was able to prolong his career a little bit but yeah it's he was, just his injury history is just gives you pause there and also with verlander i forgot he had that injury last year he didn't even pitch last year and it was, that's why wow. he that's why he declined that opt-out because now he he proved himself he proved he went 18 and 4 uh 175 year a he's gonna win the Cy Young again he's just absolutely insane numbers so I, i'm looking i'm trying to like search here try to some find some uh verlander to ground rumors I'm seeing Verlander could be connected to the uh, Giants. Uh, we talked about the Giants going after Judge and possibly one of the big shortstops. So if they added Verlander either in place of Rodon or along with Rodon and with uh, Logan Webb, who they have there, that could be a good one-two punch. 
I'm seeing the Phillies. Someone said as a potential landing spot for Verlander, which That's would definitely weird be, how you found which, that. <laughs> which would definitely definitely be great here. Let me see. Let me see if the uh, Mariners run this list. No, the Mets, Yankees, <laughs> Blue Jays, Astros. It's it's not a, it's not a great list there. But yeah, I think Verlander either goes back to Houston or signs a one-year deal with one of these World Series favorites. Maybe, you know, he's, he's won in Houston now. Maybe he wants to go win it with the Dodgers, get over that hill. Maybe he wants to go to the Yankees and have that challenge of getting them back to the World Series for the first time in over a decade. Or maybe he wants to go to the Phillies. You know what? I, I beat you guys. I'll come over and join you, and then we'll go win it. I don't think that's going to happen, but a question, because I think, I guess DeGrom here is the bigger question. And people are talking about Max Scherzer's three-year, $43 million deal or whatever. Would you, as a Mariners fan, obviously not your money, give that deal to Jacob DeGrom? Yes. I would I would in a heartbeat. I, I love Jacob DeGrom. He, he gets hurt a lot, but I mean, this year when he pitched, he was it was, I mean, honestly, looking at all the metrics, it was one of the best years of his career. Even though he only started 11 games, he had a 14 point Two seven Ks for a nine, which would have led all the baseball had he pitched enough innings. Uh, that was, I mean, last year he had fourteen point two eight, which was his career best. So he pretty much tied his career best. Only one point one two walks per nine innings, which is absurd. He had a three oh eight ERA, but his xFIP was one point five four. I don't have Verlander's up, but just off the top of my head, I think the one point five four xFIP was lower than. Verlanders, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, probably Verlanders. XFIP was yeah, three point two three. So even though he was hurt, when he was out there, he was elite. It, I mean, I don't think anybody ever questioned Verlander or not Verlander uh, how elite Grom was, but yeah, I'd, I'd give him the money because I think he's got two, three more really really good years in that arm and if you can get him somewhere where he can stay healthy it could be beneficial i mean do you think the the heat out in texas could help maybe keep him a little healthier Uh, maybe and they have that dome there so they're able to have it climate controlled and maybe you know a, a team signs him i don't know if he would be able to sign up for this if he'd be Agreeable to this, but no, pitch them once a week, like like they do in over in uh, Japan. I think they do that. I think that's what Otani was used to before he came over to North America. But you know, pitch them once a week, give them the extra rest day when he needs it. Tell them, you know what, just don't go 100% all the time. You know, throw throw 98 instead of 100, and you'll be able to throw more innings every season. And I think a team is definitely going to take a gamble on him for three three plus years at 40 million. And I think the Rangers are kind of in a position to do that. Cause I don't know what their farm system is like, but you know, they went big on Seager. They they signed somebody else that I, I still do not remember. Marcus Simeon. Mar- oh, Marcus Simeon. Right. Yeah. They, they signed Seager Simeon. So they had that middle infield and you know, they they're looking to win now or, or, or in the next few years. And the ground would definitely help them do that. Yeah. Uh, you have an ad for us. Uh, I do here. Uh, make sure you check out WinBet. Uh, WinBet, ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. 
During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I know we touched on them briefly, but Rodon and Kershaw is kind of the next little grouping of of kind of starting pitchers that I would put out there. Rodon, he led baseball. I think he had like a 13 point, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, no, 11.9 K9 this year. Ooh. Jesus, I'm normally good at that. Uh, it was, yeah, 11.9. There we go. Uh, K9 this year. Uh, free agent San Francisco has some flexibility in their payroll so he's a guy that could end up going back there I've also seen him rumored to the Texas Rangers which I think is kind of going to be a a theme for a lot of pitchers Uh, I saw the Mets and the Yankees also rumored to potentially be in on Rodon I think I think he's a guy that might hang out in the free agent pool for a while and see if San Francisco brings anybody else in, like see if they get judge, see if they get uh, Swanson, see if they get like some people like that in there. And then I think he, I think he ends up back in uh, San Francisco. And I think it's the best career choice for him. Like he had an incredible year, 14 and eight, 178 innings, which is a career high. I mean, we'll call it 12K9. It was 11.98, yeah. so we'll call it 12. A 2.88 ERA and a 2.91 XFIP. So, like, he was he was pitching that, like, he was killing it. It's I don't see why he would want to go somewhere else and just try and start over again in a new city. I mean, yeah, he he was a Rodon was a, a free agent or a trade deadline addition there in San Fran, and I. I think he he will be one of those guys that waits around a little bit, see where the Grom goes, see if Verlander resigns in Houston, and he'll be kind of the consolation prize, so to speak. But as you said, he's better than that. He had a case per nine of, of twelve almost last season, which is kind of insane. I mean, the, the year before his his ERA was two point three seven. Oh no, he he was a free agent. They, they, they and they they didn't trade him at the deadline. That that was I got confused there. But yeah, I think he. He's a guy that's also on the Rangers' radar. John Morosi said that, and he might even be a better fit because he's he's younger. Uh, I forgot the Rangers also traded for uh, Jake Odorizzi from the Braves, so they added a guy there. Oh, that's right. Looks like they may try to bring back Perez, even though he is a free agent. Yeah, I think there'll be a team to watch here, either on DeGrom or if they don't get DeGrom. Um, Rodon is, is right there as one of these options where you know Kershaw and Verlander are probably going back to their teams. We probably could have throwing Kershaw in that group with DeGrom and Verlander. But for on the yeah. on the Kershaw side of things, I, I see him just completely going back to the Dodgers there. I don't know if any of their teams are even really rumored to be interested in him because it just seems like that's where he's made to play. And it seems like that's what it's just going to be a, 
a matter of uh, figuring out what the contract is, even though, you know what, the Rangers are also reportedly interested in Kershaw. They're interested in every single pitcher on the market, apparently. <laughs> so I guess it, and it ends up have to we'll have to see uh, which arm the Rangers decide to sign out of these out of these four. Probably DeGrom or Rodon with Kershaw going back to the Dodgers and Verlander going back to Houston. Yeah, Kershaw has always kind of followed that Sandy Koufax timeline. Uh, I think he's just once a Dodger, yeah. always a Dodger. There, there's no way that he's he's gonna want a little more money because kind of in the he's he's the same age as me, so I can't call him old, but he's baseball old at 34. He's pitched a ton of games. He's about to hit the 200 win milestone in this next season. There's no way he allows himself to to hit 200 wins in somebody else's uniform. He's going to be back. And, I mean, he went 12-3 and three this year. He only pitched 126 innings. That might be kind of his sweet spot now going forward because he was at 121 the year before. But he hardly walks anybody right around the 10Ks per nine. 228 ERA this year, which was really damn good. Like, he had a good year this year. And I I think that's just going to continue next year. He's, he's a Dodger. They, <laughs> Kershaw's a Dodger for life. Yeah, before I move on to some of these uh, relief pitchers closures here, I just want to look at a few of the kind of lesser pitchers, starting pitchers on the market. Um, you got Shaw Mania. He's he's going to be a, a guy to look at. Uh, Zach Greinke, if he's he's up there at 39, maybe he'll only return to, to Kansas City. Uh, Kyle Gibson, I could see him going to Texas, back to Texas as a fourth or fifth starter there. But a guy I think is going to have a a huge contract just based off. I guess even the past few seasons, looking at his uh, historical numbers, is Chris Bassett. He was good in Oakland when he was a starter there, and then he went to the Mets, and he had a worse ERA than he had either of the prior two years in Oakland, but he's been getting a lot of buzz. He was going to be their third-best starter for the playoffs, so I think he's a guy that could be, definitely be one of these under-the-radar pitchers that maybe even the Rangers go for to pair with DeGrom or Rodon or, or one of those aces to you know be the two or three in that rotation. Yeah, I think that's what he'd be looking for, too. I don't think Chris Bassett's going anywhere looking to be the the ace of the staff. So if he can go somewhere kind of like where he was with the Mets, where he can slot in as like the, the number three, number three, number four kind of starter, he can continue to be successful. He's older than I thought. He's almost 34. I didn't realize that. He's like pretty much DeGrom's age. But yeah, I think... Depending where he goes, he could have some fantasy relevance this year, too. Especially, I think he'd be pretty relevant in, in a Texas Rangers uniform. Yeah, I, I mean, he'd, he'd also pretty be pretty good in the Giants. I think the Giants are an underrated team. They they seem like they're ready to spend, and he could be a guy that, you know, maybe they'd bring back Rodon, bring in Bassett, and have that big three there with Logan Webb. And do they still have... I forget who the other big pitchers. They don't still have Gossman, but they have, they have someone else that's at least decent to be a, a good three or four. Uh, San Francisco? Yeah. Do they not? Uh, they have. They have. They have Logan Webb. They got. I don't think they do. Um, maybe not. There's somebody maybe, that we're missing that everybody's. Maybe like I'm just completely wrong. Let right. me uh, look at their depth chart. Uh, Logan Webb, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb, Jacob Junis, and Anthony Descalfani. Alex so, Cobb. Alex Cobb is he's okay. He's whatever. He had, he had a weird year. He was all his stat cast numbers pointed to somebody that should have just fucking killed it this year. And then he had like a five ERA. It was, it was really weird. No, ERA three, seven, three career ERA. Oh, three, came down. Okay. So yeah. He's a, he's a solid guy to be like the, the number four pitcher on, on a staff. 
Yeah. So yeah, Chris Bassett, he slid in really well over there. Sean Manaya as well, like you mentioned. I like Manaya. Uh, he's the same kind of thing. He's going to be a three or a four. If he goes somewhere trying to be a one or somebody signs him to try and be their one, I think they're going to be very disappointed because he doesn't have that kind of upside. Same with somebody like Jameson Tyone from the yeah. Yankees, who's a free agent. I, d- I don't think he is somebody that should be signed as a top two. I think if you sign him as a number four, you're going to be happy. And I mean, his market value is $14.5 million. And he was pretty fantasy relevant this year. He had a decent decent season. He was kind of one of those uh, late-round sleeper guys that you picked up and had pretty solid production for you this year. And depending where he goes, I think there's places outside of New York that could be more beneficial to his career than pitching in Yankee Stadium. But yeah, it's like some guys like that farther down the list are are guys that could be moving that end up actually being more fantasy relevant next year than they were this year. Yeah, that's definitely definitely possible there. Uh, speaking of former Yankees, uh, what what do you think happens with Chapman? I know he's he's definitely out of New York. <laughs> he's a free agent. It, you're you were you were our closer guy. With your closer reports there this uh, I year, I was yes. Do you think he could? Uh, he, do you think he's still closer worthy? Yeah, moving on down to the, to the closers and relief pitchers that are available in free agency. I, I don't know what to make of Aroldis Chapman. Like, he seems he's on paper he's thirty four years old, but who knows if he's actually older than that? Cause we, we've seen that with a few other players there. But yeah, if is he closer worthy? I don't think a team can sign him to be like the guy. They can sign him and someone else and maybe have a, if Chapman can close, great. If not, other guy can close and Chapman can just be the fireballer left-handed specialist out of the pen. Uh, Chapman's really declined pretty much over the past three or four years, ever since his first few years there um, in New York with the Yankees. He's clearly not going to go back there. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have to sign with one of these just middling teams that and to prove himself and, be the guy there and maybe put him in a position where he can be a trade deadline chip for that team. I could see maybe like I I'm trying to look through there's a MLB.com article, the biggest need for each team and the teams that have relief pitcher are the Diamondbacks, Kansas City Royals and the Red Sox. So out of those teams, I would say maybe Kansas City go there and kind of under the radar and hopefully have a good season or even even the D-backs. They're not going to be a great team yet, but I can't see him going to Boston. But yeah, Chapman is definitely not going to be one of the top closers available um, this offseason. Who is your top available closer this offseason? Well, there, there's two here. You got uh, you got Jansen and you have Kimbrell, the, the two guys that, you know, the, both uh, former Dodgers, I believe, both former Braves as well. I think one of those guys could end up going to Boston if Boston tries to make one of these big moves with another starting pitcher or a um, uh, bat as well. But I uh, you know the I, I hate bringing it back to the Phillies, but the Phillies need bullpen arms. We saw it in the in the playoffs. The the Astros were just had so much more depth pitching wise, um, both in the rotation and in the bullpen. The Phillies need to add both. I could see them going after someone. Probably not maybe as, as high profile as Jansen or Campbell. I think these guys are going to end up one of them probably going to the Dodgers again, just because they need a closer. And then maybe, maybe the Braves. I don't know if they have anyone 
just going back to the Dodgers and Braves for those. So I don't know if the Braves have anyone lined up to to take that job there. So yeah, closers are always interesting in free agency. I'm not sure what teams exactly need any just yet, but it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I think a lot of teams nowadays seem to be really interested in trying to find those younger guys that can come in and close or kind of doing the old closer by committee mm-hmm. style. Like I'm taking it back to the Mariners. You take it back to the Phillies. I'll take it back to the Mariners. That's what that's what the Mariners did. I mean, Paul Seawald was our closer. You can't see my air quotes, but they're there. It's our closer, but it was just kind of go by feel or throw whoever out there. So I mean, uh, Jansen wasn't that bad this year. So I think he will go to a team that just wants to stick with like this is our guy. This is our high leverage guy. I mean, he had 41 saves this year. A 12K9, which is actually, I mean, that's the second best he's had in the last five years. 338 ERA, which is respectable for a closer. He was he was good. He's getting out there in age. He's 35, but he is the kind of guy that I think he goes to a contender because I think he can still add a lot of value there. And he's going to go to a team that's going to win a lot of games. So in terms of fantasy, he's going to get you. He's probably going to get you. I mean, his floor is probably 30 saves right now with the unknown of where he goes. I think his floor is probably 30 saves and he could get you upwards of 40 like he got this year. Just kind of depends what team he lands on. Yeah, I could see him or one of these guys going to the Padres, possibly. Um, Full disclosure, we're recording this on Thursday night and Robert Suarez apparently just signed a five year deal worth 46 million, which is one of the highest paid relievers to a someone with no closing experience. I mean, he's a, he's a great pitcher. And to your point, a lot of these teams are going to the, like using their best relievers in the highest leverage situations and not just saving them for the night. So that could be definitely something we get into this off season where you're looking at, you know, closer rankings. You want these guys like Jansen, like Kimbrell that are going to definitely be the guy for their team. And I think the Padres, they, they went after Josh Hader. Uh, he, he wasn't, too great there. I think he eventually got back to what he was, but they didn't use him when they should have in the playoffs against the Phillies. So if they can get a guy like Jansen who had 41 saves, he's been a great closer throughout his whole career, pitched in high leverage situations. That's going to be a guy that, you know, these teams that came up short either to make the playoffs or in the playoffs, like the, like the Dod, like the Padres or the Dodgers are, are going to want. Did I miss something with Hayter? Is, is he just not the Padres closer anymore? Is, I think is he not a free agent? I could I could be wrong there. I could be wrong as well. I might have just completely skipped over Hater. Um, hater, 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 hater. He's arbitration eligible, so maybe he would be. Maybe they wouldn't go out there look for a closer. But like the teams that I mean, I could see teams going in the Astros' footsteps. The Astros have three or four pitchers that could be closers on 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 lesser teams that just ran through the Phillies in the in the World Series. So getting Getting some, getting a right-hander to pair with Hader and Suarez now they have under contract would be an absolutely dominant seventh through ninth inning. Yeah, it would. And I'm glad you broke that news in my my ear about Robert Suarez because I hadn't refreshed my Reddit feed in a while. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty cool. And I just saw uh, – where was the Verlander one? I just saw. Uh, Verlander reveals the Yankees are free agency dinosaurs and they're not up to par. So Verlander is definitely not going to be going to New York unless he's just trying to, like, 
play mind games with them. So they're like, oh, yeah? What if we pay you $50 million? <laughs> Which, you know, it would be fucking genius. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to do that. But, yeah, I think that kind of just cements that he's he's back with the Astros this year. Yeah. yeah and- teams are going to be uh, shopping for some closures this offseason. And you're going to be shopping for some holiday gifts as well. So why not check out the SGPN merch store? Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stock, stocking stuffer for the DGen in your life. I, I say it, I said it before. I'll say it again. This uh, SGPN hockey gambling snapback hat. I, I wear it almost on the daily here. It, it's very comfortable. Goes with any sort of outfit. Uh, I think it comes in multiple colors. You can get, get a variety there. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff there for every podcast, every sport, every city out there. Plus now from from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo, promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Dallas Sucks. All right. And then after we uh, we talked about those main closers here, we, we, you mentioned Chapman before. I think we have these two guys here Chapman and uh, David Robertson is the, really the only closer available after Jansen and Kimbrell, at least according to. Spot track in their uh, their categorization. I think Robertson is a guy that you know the Phillies could sign him again. They signed him a few years ago, and then he got hurt, and you know he was on a redemption tour here with them. He had a good year with the Cubs, and he got hurt and wasn't the same with the Phillies. I think he's a guy that you know maybe comes back into like that seventh eighth inning role for a contender. I agree. He's I mean he had twenty saves. He he strikes out a decent amount of. Haters, he he is on the walk heavy side at this point of his career, which isn't everybody's favorite for a guy they're bringing in to close out a game. But I think he holds some value out there. He's he to me feels like a guy that's in he fits in more in like a, a closer by committee type of situation, like somewhere mm-hmm. he doesn't have to come out in every high leverage end of game situation for the year, somewhere like Seattle. To bring it back to the Mariners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like so, somewhere like that, like where they might have two or three guys that they can kind of rotate through where give one guy the, the three three straight high leverage situations and then let him get a little little break. Let him come in the seventh thing a couple times and then get back out there. So he's not just constantly freaking mentally drained and worried about, damn, am I going to walk like my fourth person in in two save appearances? But yeah, like he's. He's pretty good. He strikes a decent amount. He's he'll be like one of the lower end guys to keep an eye on in kind of deep, uh, probably like category or roto leagues, somewhere where a, a fifteen to twenty save guy is going to really matter. Uh, maybe not so much in points leagues. If you are somebody that even uses closers in a points league, yeah. but yeah, I, I'd be curious to see where he ends up. Yeah, closer market, I think, is not as interesting as the starting pitcher market, which is not even as interesting uh, as the hitters market. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be something that kind of ramps up and we're able to have more information about where these guys might go as the offseason moves along. Yeah, and I mean, the only other person on this kind of list of relievers that I see that intrigues me is Taylor Rogers. Mm. Where is he? I saw him on here. Yeah, you got Rodgers, you got Zach Bredden. He's probably past his prime. But still, still a solid lefty. A few, few guys in there that could be other specialists or maybe guys that step into closing roles. You know, Rodgers, free agent. He was traded from the Padres to the Brewers. I think he, he did close there. He was 
I think it's a submarine, right? Or side armor. So it's especially yeah. from a from a lefty side, it's it's tough. Maybe he'll be signed more to be a, a matchup guy for for some teams. Yeah, I mean he had he had 31 saves this year, so he did okay. 31 saves, uh, 11.75 K9, which is not half bad. The 4.76 ERA kind of mm. sucks, but I mean he had a 3.26 xFIP, so he did deal with the unlucky bug a little bit. But yeah, he's he's somebody that could he'll probably go to a non-contending team and he'll probably be put in a closing type of role there. And I think it'll be kind of a good redemption chance for him. And he might be one of actually my now that I'm like talking through this right now, I think he's going to be on my sleeper list for next season, like depending on where he ends up, because he's somebody he. He's shown, I mean, he's saved 30 games twice. If he ends up in the right situation, he strikes out a decent amount of hitters, doesn't walk a ton, put him like in, man, where's a a team that could use a reliever that's like not really in the playoff hunt, but like could be the Giants since they're signing everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere like that. that. Yeah. Somewhere like that. Somewhere where he could just quietly save 35 games with a a 3 2 ERA. Like, yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> Early I sleeper list for 2023. Yeah, I know we got to wrap, wrap up here, but I, I want to get your thoughts as a uh, the former Mariner who who saved 57 games back in uh, 2018. What are your thoughts on Edwin Diaz's huge contract with the Mets? I think it was too much. I I was kind of bummed when he was gone from the Mariners initially, just because he's so electric and he's so fun to watch and he loves baseball and he gets so into it, but uh, he's kind of proven that you, there's not a massive benefit to paying closers that much money. Like, again, Mm -hmm. it is baseball. So money doesn't really matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? All the points are made up and like, so it doesn't really matter, but he hasn't really done anything. I shouldn't say he's, I, I don't know how to put it into words. Like he had a cool uh, trumpet entrance, so that that's why they signed him, I think. Yeah, that that's a good point, actually. That, <laughs> I mean, cool factor times ten, paycheck times four. It, I mean, the math works out when you do it that way. Yeah, he he's not worth the money, but it's not just him necessarily. No closer is inherently worth that ungodly amount of money. So I think that he is still a solid pitcher and he does still have value and he will get you the outs that you need and he will be fun to watch. But if I remember correctly, uh, without having it pulled up on baseball savant, his, uh, his, was it his fastball was like a top five pitch in all of baseball in terms of run, uh, run value. So like he's still he's dominant. He just nobody's worth that much money. They paid yeah. him too much. Yeah, you 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 can't pay any closer that because just how volatile that is. Especially with, I think he had a had a shaky first year with the Mets. So it's, it's wild that they would give him five years at, at that money. Yeah, it's it it kind of sucks for him just because like when you get paid that much money, if you blow one save, you're fucking. <laughs> Everybody hates you. Like, how yeah. could they pay you that much money? Like, you have to be mm-hmm. Eric Gagne and save like eighty-six straight games without a blown save for them to be like, oh, okay, you might be. Yeah, but exactly. even then, you blow the eighty-seventh, and 
How dare you? Yep. That's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, as usual, thanks everybody for for listening. You can check us out on Twitter at SGPN Fan Baseball, or you can check us out on our new uh, Facebook page that we just made. You search SGPN Fantasy Baseball; it'll pop right up on there, or in the Discord at sg.pn/discord. And Ryan, if they're looking for you on Twitter, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. With that cool blue check mark next to your name that you absolutely did not pay for because you're cool enough to get one on your own. Correct, yes. <laughs> and you can find me without a blue check mark at Balake, B U H H L O C K A Y E. Peace.